0: Welcome back everyone to the With Joe Weeby podcast We are back again today Intrinsic and extrinsic, we're deep We've been talking about this since episode 86 You can go back to there If you want to get back up to speed on this section of the podcast 13 to 15 minute episodes each is the average at the moment Kind of good in bulk People enjoy doing it in the morning, I know On the commute to work, on a bit of a morning run Some people put it use the podcast to put them to sleep you know, how how are you going to use it? Who knows? But hopefully it just fits somewhere. It can be anchored into the routine of the day. Just want to make this easy for you guys. And yeah, we've been heavy lately on, you know, I'm just a big advocate of intrinsic, you know, internal reasons for doing things, motivation and internal rewards rather than extrinsic. And I'm really hard on this stance. My life is a reflection of it. Right, So extrinsically why external wise, nothing will be that impressive about me for sure. But intrinsic it's where I just focus all the time and attention. It's like if I do things that are intrinsically satisfying, it's like life is so defensible. It's so hard for things to actually go wrong and bring you down. So I'm just like so big on this. But again, this is what works for me. So sorry for the ramble. I don't normally ramble. Uh, I normally get straight into it. But every now and then, it's good to just reflect. But yeah, I wanna talk about the benefits of intrinsic awards today, real simple concept. So instead of just talking about why extrinsic not like that ideal, why they're risky, like everything might feel fine, sure. If you just love what you're doing for the status it gives you, the money, you might go your whole life unchecked, right? You might like the image you get on, um, all the likes you get on Instagram. There's so many different praise you get, from your work, you might love all those things. But the problem with extrinsic obviously is that it's being decided by others. Value is being decided by others. So when their opinion changes, you've got to move with it. It's a moving target. It's more effortful and it's heavy. It's burdensome. That's the metaphor I use, the analogy I used rather of the heavy leaky jars that leak. What did I say? Heavy leaky jars. They're heavy, they're never full. You always got to maintain it. And it's burdensome, and that's how I think about extrinsic stuff and insecurity. So, I'm a big you've heard me talk episodes 49 ish, 50. Um, the dates were like for those, f- I think, 1st January 2021 and 31st December 2020, thereabouts, on interests. I'm a oh, Scott McEwen, and I, in our scope of work, we're just all about interests. Passion is not a word that pops up often, funnily enough. I know that's big in a lot of personal development spaces and motivation spaces. For me, it's more about interest. Interest is pure. And interest is always intrinsic, really, if you think about it. Interest, in internal, it's kind of got the INT at the start, which means it's part of the internal suite, which I love. And, and it means it kind of comes from you. Very hard to fake, especially over long term, being interested in something. Whenever I'm working with people, that's the primary, it's not a secret. It's the primary thing I look for is they're interested in what they're doing because interest brings follow through. Interest is a pure engagement in the thing because they love that thing. Um, so far, you know, limited, limited scope, but limited kind of runway. But so far that works for me. People are interested in the thing. They do it. I guess for no money, if they had their MVL covered. Sometimes I set up arrangements like that as a test. Would you do this if the only thing you really get out of it is being able to do it? And it was sustainable for you, MVL. So interest plus MVL, powerful combination. And again, this is just anecdotal, it works for me, Um, but that's the power of it. Because it comes from within. It's like a source of fuel that is regenerated internally. It doesn't need to come from the outside. It's not the leaky jars. They're never really that full. It actually is, put it this way, it's a sustainable, you know, infinite resource of motivation and, you know, curiosity being scratched. And that's how I think of That's why interest is so intrinsic. Passion, on the other hand, has a lot more of an emotional i think dynamic to it the way i understand passion and emotion is much more fleeting i love what i heard the other day i think was it i think it might have been the subtle art of giving not giving a fuck the book which is like you, you know who's run completely by emotion three year olds and dogs and that's why everything's so sporadic and chaotic so that's the difference so yeah follow through is a big one and it makes sense that's the benefit of being intrinsically and in, interest-based with your rewards yeah and i guess one of the notes i put here is like you know if you want money or validation if you want external things for what you're doing it's really hard to motivate people to do something because that means you have to give them a good financial incentive most likely to do everything you want them to do now, the reason you don't have to do that is most people don't actually work that way. But for some reason, when we're thinking about incentives, we always just resort back to financial and status-based incentives. Sometimes the incentive is just being able to work on that thing. You know, so if, if people are just about money, and I used to find this in real estate, because real estate attracts a lot of short-term thinking because it's very flashy. It's got big shiny object syndrome, right? It's very flashy from the outside. And so you get a lot of people who are a little bit, cutthroat that's why it's got a bad reputation because if you're here for the shiny objects you're just going to beeline for the shiny objects regardless of what kind of um what kind of loops you gotta oh what's the phrase i'm looking for you know regardless of whatever dirty little deals you got to do along the way basically and so it's beelining directly to the outcome when you're in it for an extrinsic reward which is why I feel like the intrinsic drive, the internal drive, like I enjoy doing it, say I enjoy being a real estate agent, you know, that sort of person's much less likely to cut corners, that's the phrase. Frickin' hell, you'd think I'd be a bit more articulate by now, 95 podcast episodes. See, that's another benefit of the intrinsic I want to talk about. So follow through is a big one. But yeah, related to that, secondly. Oh, sorry, I'd say follow through, alignment, jumping ahead a bit, but also like long-term players. You're, you're given more permission to be a long-term player when you're intrinsically driven. So you'll be able to see and test this and see if I'm full of shit with this podcast, right? There's just no way this is going to become the Joe Rogan show overnight, Joe Rogan experience overnight, or the Tim Ferriss show overnight. It's going to have to be a really long haul if it's going to get um, more distribution. Like I just don't have time to completely just focus on it right now. And do other things to kind of game growth. So if I'm really into this for for a genuine cause with no obvious money coming in the short term or anything like that, I'm going to have to be in this for a long run. And you'll be able to see if all the stuff I talk about is bullshit or not. And I love that accountability. I love my skin in the game for this. How could I make a podcast episode every fucking day? You know, if it's about attention because it's certainly not going to get me that much attention quickly. So how could I do the long haul? Yeah, most people don't go past eight episodes when they start a podcast at the moment. It's the number I hear all the time. So long-term players. So you think Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger are just about money. They're still investing when they don't need to when they're in their fucking 90s. Charlie Munger would be 100 soon. Long-term players. Intrinsically motivated. You must find fulfillment from what you're doing because... If you're extrinsically driven, you'll stop once you get the outcome. And that's why there's so much importance placed on in, in, in business circles on being mission-led. It makes c- completely perfect sense. So the last theme I wanted to talk about. So we've got long term and I guess looking past just short term, really basic outcomes and very easy, measurable things to grander ideas. And we talked about follow through. But yeah, the big one is authenticity and alignment. So already, they all kind of overlap. but That's the third category I wanted to talk about today. For goodness sake, I'm sure there's more. It's just alignment. I've found this, you know, in my life. I can audit my experiences, I guess, since leaving school. And you know, the non-profit journey, super aligned, right? Amazing lifestyle, Um, amazing time in my life. I got into real estate. Real estate, you know, it's just a funny, like, I had so many things happen, so many things change, different business partners moving around, stuff like that. So it didn't end up being what what I what I was meant to sign up for. So it was a real crazy topsy turvy journey. Um, but even within real estate, there's periods where I was doing things that I was, you know, I was uniquely better at. I think of being more creative and having more fun with it. And those times quite aligned, and that that fun just came from within. F- people weren't paying me and making it fun. Fun was like the way we were going about it. Whereas there's certainly other times I was just trying to fit in the real estate mold. Definitely not aligned, not fun and definitely trying to gear towards outcomes. And then definitely, I guess, since COVID happened, I've talked about that a bit, like getting more into the podcast, more of my writing, focusing more on education. It's been really aligned. Then. And then even before Nonprofit Uni, not really like number one kind of choice, I guess, on my list. So I felt that tension and I called it three dead years in, in our book. So, authentic and aligned life. So, if you get to do a lot of things that intrinsically motivate you, it's going to be very hard, very hard for your life to be bad in general. To finish, there's a, a metaphor I used in, in the book, uh, 18 and Lost, so it's coming out soon. And it was in my chapter, and it's called the orchestra metaphor. And it's basically this idea of you're born, in meta, you know, metaphorically born in front of an audience. You have no idea what you're doing. But you're up there on stage and it turns out you're the conductor. Because you're the conductor of your own life. Because you have no idea what you want to do and you want to please all the people that are looking at you because they're kind of shouting at you, expecting you to play music. And you've just got this this bunch of musicians behind you and all these instruments and you don't know what you're doing. It's very natural to start listening to the to the to the crowd, also your fellow musicians for what to play. But the crowd, the audience all want something different. No one wants exactly the same thing. That's the extrinsic. Coming from the outside, everyone wants something different. So if you're trying to play to that, trying to appease that, you'll be moving from um, opera to stuff that's more upbeat to jazz and blues and you're just hopping all over the place because you just respond to the loudest voice you hear at any given point in time. That's If you're impressionable and just trying to please the crowd, that's how you play. Because of that, you only create noise. That's That would be bullshit. And if you're listening to the musicians, the people in your life, each of them just wants to play violin if they're a violinist or drums if they're a drummer. They want a bigger part to play. So the people in your life, you know, through no fault of their own and are biased to tell you to do more of the thing that they think's best for you, which is normally in tune with their instrument. You know, the lawyers tell you to become a lawyer. The doctors tell you to become a doctor so on and then what I guess I, I realized with this analogy is that you start living when you start blocking out what people are saying you don't mind if the people leave and you start playing the music that comes from you you learn how to compose and you learn that you can't listen you get it from the outside it must come from within and then once you start conducting you control the musicians in your life you ask them to play a role in your life just like you can in theirs but this is your performance. And now it's consistent and it's clear. And because it comes from you, you're enjoying it and enables it to all flow really well. And then maybe people are going to leave, maybe musicians and the audience members might leave, but what will come back instead are people who now want to be part of your song. And suddenly you've refilled the room with people who like the music you play if you are playing for no one. And what I call one of my favorite blog posts and ideas in general that I've ever talked about or put a, put my spin on and published is the audience of none. They are happy to watch what you would perform for no one. And that is the purest uh, advert advertisement and endorsement I can make for following primarily intrinsic drives and seeking intrinsic rewards in your own life. So the question, what's something small that you're listening to the crowd for? And what are things that intrinsically motivate you that you do for an audience of none? And then you can think about how much time you're actually spending on those things right now. And then you can think about what you're waiting for, which is the hard question to answer, and I'd still do this. And you can realize, you know, you don't know how much time you have on this planet. So you got to follow the last episode and maybe start thinking about your bucket. Just giving it competition because it's hard to make big jumps and moves but it's easier to take small steps that are going to lead eventually. You know, it's like you want to design a website. something you always want to keep putting off, keep putting off. You just design the header. You just focus on doing that first and then you feel like doing the rest of it. This has been the With Joe Eby Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you again tomorrow and remember as always that the best way to open a thousand doors for you is to concentrate on opening doors for others. That's it.